Long past the hour for quitting labour, amid the smoke-filled haze of the south gate, the after-lodge crew continues to linger in the rubbish of the temple, under the watchful eyes of right-worshipful Grand Censor Bob. Not recognised nor endorsed by any grand or subordinate lodge of regular masons, irregular masons, co-masons, Canadian masons, or internet wannabe masons, they banter on as always. Puffing cigars, drinking stale coffee, making terrible jokes, studying agency law, spreading the intemperance and excesses of digital masonry, and generally disappointing all seven of their podcast subscribers. Do yourself a favor and stop listening now. Only trolls and masochists dare to eavesdrop upon this after-lodge banter. you say your name is? Jack. Never done Jack. Glad to meet you. Who's your friend? Dick. Don't say Dick. What do you know? And you, friend, what's your handle? Darn. Two thumbs down. Riding on their armchairs, they dream of wealth and fame. Here is their companion. Don and psychic, don't say dick. We'll laugh at others' failures. No, they have not done shit. I heard of you. The ready made, connecting with the ever ready. Yeah. Never was talking about still trying. I got it. Forever bitter, gossiping about never say die. May I inquire what you've been doing, Mr. Jack? Never done Jack. And you, partner, what's the news of the world, Dick? Don, of all the people, you must be the tattler. Two thumbs up! What are you afraid of? Failure. So am I. Has been. Has been. Has been implies failure. Not so. Has been's history. Has been. Was. Has been. Might again. Broadcasting straight from the IBOP, the International Brotherhood of Pancakes. This is episode 185 of the After Lodge podcast. This is After Lodge Harlan, the After Lodge sensation. Joined us the way things used to be uh, by Worshipless. Producer Bruce. Good evening, gentlemen. I am no longer worshipful, but I am still and always worshipless. You you never really were, buddy. We just we just had to call you that. You still called me that, damn it. Protocol. I can't. Uh, and of course, we have the uh, the effervescent Sir John Hessel. Effervescent, even. Ooh. Yes, that sweater is effervescent. <laughs> it is actually a. Suit coat, I will have you know. Oh, nice. Oh, that's that doesn't make it any better, John. <laughs> it, is, 
it is a gross uh, abomination of Christmas trees and uh, inverted colors of green and red. <laughs> it's bad. It keeps me safe when I'm jogging at night. Uh, I bet it does. Because everybody runs in the other direction. <laughs> like when I when I picture. Oh, why would anybody play with me? When I picture what my Minneapolis rapist would look like, he's wearing that sweater. Or that sweater. <laughs> he's wearing a Christmas suit. Yes. Oh. And of course, we have Cartman. Or Jeff. I, I, Jeff, we still don't have a show nickname for you besides Cartman. I thought it was Cartman. Yeah, Tony called you that once and it stuck, so we'll, we'll go with it. <laughs> uh, so, uh, as most of you were expecting, uh, Bruce was uninstalled like a uh, piece of bloatware. Uh, this past Saturday. That is uh, so accurate. And replaced <laughs> with a newer version. Um, who wore a, a suit jacket that is far more abhorrent than even what John Hessel has on right now. Uh, to his installation. Uh, I was like this black thing with like Christmas lights and... What, what else I, was I on there? something Just to strive for lights. now. Yeah. So being installed as master, he's he's wearing that that getup. Um, it's just strings of red and yellow Christmas lights. And then he also has a a uh, like a light gray fedora that he affixed a car emblem to the front of. Uh, At least it wasn't the typical car emblem that everybody just thinks of. You know, somehow I feel <laughs> like it would be less confusing. Did you, you do uh, like a like, voxel? Car, car ornament on there, or what? Like one of those really big Masonic, like metallic. I've never seen one before. Actually, he said he bought it oh, from like, Grand Lodge. That kind of yeah. like big honking threaded bottom kind of foot ornament. It's maybe f- six inches, five inches. It's a circle. Yeah. It's one of the ones you'd stick on the back of your car. But but here's the thing: is it's attached to the front of the hat, and it weighs. Yes. Probably ten times what the hat does. So the hat is a hundred percent like front heavy. So if you're wearing it so it's level on your head, it's probably gonna fall off like frontwards at some point during the night. So I guess he's just gonna have to wear it constantly tilted back or something. Not ever lean mm. his head forward. I don't like that's mm. That's probably kind of his style anyway. Then again, that's what he gets for shirking our um long used lodge master's hat. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't wear that hat, and uh, Ray didn't wear that hat. Uh, nor did Landscaper Josh. That's because so, Ray doesn't look good in anything but a fedora. That's true. And Ray is I, Ray is Ray and Indiana Jones are like the two men on the planet who are allowed to wear fedoras. Well, and Justin Timberlake, but only for okay. that one song. Yeah, I was actually thinking about a fedora for mine. I wore, I wore a fedora my first year. Yeah, so what I found was that my monocle didn't go really well with the with the Prince Hall hat that we have. <laughs> <laughs> had to get a top hat. <laughs> Are you a worshipful master Monopoly guy? Is that what it was or what? Right. Talk amongst yourselves. What 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 what's happening? Oh god, why is Harley? Oh, He's See, not, Harley, I was not going to get the hat because it's under the chair. Hey, at least Bruce left before we started. I did. And we, Harlan just meanders off in mid-flight. 
he does that sometimes. He does that during lodge meetings too. Like we'll just be in the middle of important stuff, and he'll just kind of get up and wander out. So Bruce, how does it feel to be out of the east? Uh, so so here's the thing. Um, I jumped like three chairs. I took a chair like eight months after I was raised. I don't even think it was that long. And I've been in them ever since. And I'm like I'm. I, I love being master, but it's it's so nice to to not to to be able to to miss a meeting. Like I've missed, I think, four meetings in the last six years. So what you're saying is you're going to be like our previous, our junior past master and only show up once or twice this year? No, <laughs> but I'm just it's it's a it's a weight off my shoulders. I, I, yeah, basically, I, I I hate admitting how much I I like not being you know the, the one in charge anymore <laughs> but it's a it's a if something goes wrong it's no longer your fault i desperately need a break i know that's not the answer you were looking for john but uh no, as, as somebody who has sat in that chair twice and is about to sit in it a third time yes i understand oh, being able to just go i'm not coming to meeting tonight meet or near is this the same lodge yep three Wow, man, what's going on with your lodge? Damage control. Mm. So it's is it is it a, a lack of people or is it a lack of the right kind of people? Both. We've uh, got we've got a really solid stalwart core of our five to seven guys, so we open. Um but our master this year, who's a great guy, um, and he's been a past master a couple of times, but he's also been a member of the lodge for 20 years. Um, he he likes to get big ideas, but there's not a lot of follow through. And if if you've been in the if you work your way to the east and been in the East multiple times, and you still have to open up your cipher to open up uh, uh, on the third degree. Yeah, that's pretty bad. That's problematic. Right. I'm not a great ritualist by any stretch, but I can open and close my lodge. So, as far as I don't know, let's just say the the officers. What's what's the youngest age there? Uh, our guy that got Shanghai in the senior or junior warden is he's probably just a spot younger than I am, so I bet he's 35. Hmm. I'm, wow. probably, I'm definitely second line at 41. Now, when you when you say Shanghai, was he not in a chair at all, or was he in a much lower chair no. and he advanced? He was, he was not even in a chair at all. Straight to so, Junior Warden? Yeah, well, that's do not, because... Do not pass go, do not collect $200. Yep, it's it's I don't like it, but unfortunately the times dictated that we had to do this. Uh, for instance, I have not, you know, I get installed on January 11th. Um, that's funny because the following day I get installed as high priest of my chapters for a Royal Arch Mason as well. Mm. But I didn't bother to uh, figure out uh, appointed officers because we are going to. One, we're going to offload our building by July. That's my battle strategy. And 
my secretary is going to be scouting locations where we can have lodge without having our building, such as go out and uh, rent space where we can have dinner, basically open, go to a refreshment, have dinner, fellowship, blah, 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 discuss everything we need to discuss, <clears throat> come back from a refreshment, do any voting that we need to do, and then out the door. Hmm. And then do our degree work at one of our uh, sister lodges that's right up the road from us. Wow. That's, yeah, it's, well, I mean, in the, when I first joined that lodge back in 2010, we had 100 members on the rolls, and now we're down to 30-something. Is that and we've raised, I mean, or dad. Old, old age? Okay. Yeah, I mean, and we've raised people, like, and we've raised some, some good people that have stuck around, and, and, you know, like our incoming junior warden is definitely one of them. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's – uh, it's tough. I mean, we're in, we're in a town that doesn't care whether we come or go. So, you know, our sister lodge that we're going to rent space from, Newport Lodge, their city hall has reached out to the lodge themselves saying, hey, and they, they hung up a for sale sign out there, outside of their lodge at the same time we did because we were talking about coming together into a single property. Um, and their city, their mayor and their city manager reached out to the lodge and said, hey, what do you need? We don't want you to go anywhere. You know, whereas our city could care less. Hmm. Harlan, uh, John was just uh, telling us about his, uh, he, he's getting ready to take his third term as master of this lodge. Are you deranged? <laughs> uh, it's, it's you, you would think. Necessity more than anything else. Now keep in mind, they keep nominating and electing me. <laughs> But that's, they always take me out of mothballs when it's damage control time. Right. So. Yeah. So, oh, that's crazy. Yeah. I, I was hung up on the city asking the lodge to stay thing. That's, well, our, our city would do that. They, they might. Of course, that's Except mainly just because they need us to run the fair. Well, it's not just that. If we, if we left, like, the entire government and management of the city would also be gone, probably. Uh, our our town is uh, our town and our lodge are kind of synonymous. Uh, well, in fact, most of the uh, charter members of our lodge were early. Our city's not very old, so the city's first mayor was also the first master of our lodge. To me. Um, He's also still alive, which is interesting. We see him every now and again. Uh, like the first chief of police and I think all but one of the first city council members, they, they were all over at our lodge. Uh, which our lodge predates our city, I think. Yes, yes it, it does. really? I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. Well, our lodge predates our city too, but our lodge just turned 155. So, yeah, our lodge was chartered in '74. So that's not very. And the old. other weird thing about my lodge is where we're located. It's a very outer ring suburb of the Twin Cities, um, and I would dare say 
five to maybe 10 members of our lodge actually live in town. Everybody else doesn't live in the city, in that city. They drive, I mean, like I'm 20 minutes away and three cities away from my, from my lodge. I feel your pain, sir. I was going to say, that sounds like someone else we know. Brucifer. You know, I literally yeah. have a lodge that, that literally meets like five blocks, six blocks from my house that I've just never gone to. Bruce has one that time. he could like walk to that's about that close, but he doesn't want to go there because they suck. Yeah, and I kind of have the fair, same thing. I don't know that they suck. I've never been there. Unless you're talking about your other lodge. Yeah, which, which is... That, that's I, where I, the story was going to get funny, is the lodge that's next door to Bruce's house is my other lodge that he's in never which been case, to. I do know that they suck. I've been there several times, sir. How dare you? Well, you've been to business meetings. It's a traditional observance lodge. Those don't count. Traditional observance. I still have to go to a proper TO lodge meeting because we have one in St. Paul. Hey, so does Harlan. <laughs> Although, admittedly, I did just sign up today to be the, the uh, uh, a charter member of a new lodge that's starting in Minneapolis. Hmm. And how far is that from you? Eh, 10 miles. Oh, that's not just bad. A, yeah, it's a, it's a reasonable drive. So Wait, a maybe, charter lodge? Maybe this is a silly question. Why are you starting a lodge when your lodge is so shorthanded? Because it's it's a lodge that everybody from around the Twin Cities is coming together to form. It's going to be it's a specialty lodge. Uh, it's Aqua Aqua Calum Esoterica Lodge is what they're going to call it. That has Nick and, Johnson written all over it. Yes, it does. Uh, <laughs> He, yeah, well, you know, he's not one of the people that had the idea. It went out; the invite went out to him, but yeah, he never he is. Get, but he's probably like all up in there now, isn't he? Oh, he couldn't get his shit together to get his paperwork signed today. So, ooh, huh? So he might know, might still be able to come a charter member, but I may have beat him to it. <laughs> You'll always be able to say you turned in your paperwork first, even though your charter membership cards have the same date on them yeah well with nick johnson it's not really hard to turn your paper first yeah i just figure there's a dude's card involved so he'll be there somewhere yeah he'll eventually get there but it's a it's gonna be an educational lodge based on esoteric expo exploration we've got one guy who's a practicing practicing alchemist who's uh one of the three guys that had this idea another guy who's a Practicing druid, I want to say. What um, does that entail? Being from Druidia. I was gonna say it entails being, uh, being Celtic, I guess. First. Yeah. Uh, look up OBOD, Order of Bards, Obliates, and Druids online. I did not know that was a real thing. That is a real thing. I... Ironically, we have a past Grand Commander of Minnesota who's a member of the OBOD. Now, see, if he was in Even Florida, though, he would have been expelled because they they put the kibosh on all of that, uh, you know, non uh, irreligious Protestant <laughs> Yeah, Florida with Florida, there's no count for taste. Speaking of tasteless Floridians, where's Nick? Nice. <laughs> 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 um, he's, he's he's too busy installing his brand new TV. 
uh, to, to to come hang out with us. So he can put big pictures of his face on it um, and look at them. At least that's what I do with a 4K TV. What's going on, Tony? Hey, how are you doing? Hey, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. It's, it's hey, not Christmas. Tony's festive too. I like it. Yeah, I love your jacket. Um, uh, Eric. Eric. John. John. There you go. Yeah, whatever. Did you just call him no. Eric? Hey. Yeah, he did, but we're not counting. Bruce. Tony, John's been on the show like a dozen times. You have to learn his name. <laughs> Bruce. Yeah. You know what? Are you wearing I your gotta... tie right now, buddy? Am I what? Are you wearing your tie? No. You don't have a camera, but you should still be wearing the tie. Come on. Yes. What's Bruce so, doing here now? So Bruce, Bruce got a tie <laughs> uh, on installation night. Oh, this, uh, this tie. Uh, from his senior warden at the time. Um, it is a tie with that portrait of George Washington that like every lodge has hanging up uh, that he can now wear to remind himself that George Washington was, in fact, amazing. a Freemason. I believe the actual title of, of that painting, and this is no lie, is George Washington as a Mason. Yes. I think you might be right. Tony, buddy, can you turn that down, please? And the reason sure. it's titled that is like it, because I think it's titled that because it's not <laughs> actually a a modeled painting. Like I think it's a like complete rendering. It, it, it was like that pose was never taken. Mm. Really? That's what I've heard. Like he didn't stand there while someone painted it. It's just know. Yeah, some it's, artist. It's, you know how many different things together. I've heard about him related to masonry? Uh, yes, are, but they're all true. <laughs> okay, okay. first of all, they can't all be true. Several of them contradict each other. Oh, they can. Are y'all talking about any mason stuff tonight? Just just curious. No, we are right George now. Washington. <laughs> George Washington. We were was until just that moment. Well, because I have a question I want to ask, and then uh, I'll, I'll just sit back and listen to the answer. Fifteen. Okay, hold on, Tony. Before you get 32. to your question, in case I forget, Tony gave me uh, a fantastic gift uh, the, the, that night. Uh, he gave me a special item that was commissioned by the Grandmaster of our jurisdiction that one of each lodge got, and uh, Tony got that for me. Uh, and yes. it's absolutely phenomenal. It's got it's sitting in its own little special wooden box, and I've got it. Well, I don't have it set up right now because I'm in the process of packing my entire life and moving it into someone else's. Uh, but it will have its own little special place on a thing when when yes. I'm there. So it, it was in fact a banana hammock. It was Just awesome. For those I of you love that banana hammock that was commissioned by uh, our grandmaster. He says it's his size. Uh, it's a little small on me, but you know, it's neither here nor there. Are, are you saying your rough ashlers hang out the side? <laughs> <laughs> the rough and the smooth, sir. <laughs> I was going to say, get uh, your working tools to work. Smooth those out. <laughs> I, say, I smoothed out my ashlers years ago. Uh, I might have had their integrity compromised so they don't build anything anymore. So Tony, what's this what's this burning question of masonry that Yes, that... Tony, I'm sorry, please. Well, I, now that you said something nice about about me, I I don't know if I should ask it or not, but two things actually. One but, uh, hold on, believe it or not, I say a lot of nice things about you when you're not here. 
when I it's only that, when, when you are here that, disrupting this podcast that I don't say nice things. When I handed that to you, you kept looking at me like, "Okay, where's the joke?" It, it, it was a it was very a hard. I, I got well, that. because I, that's the first time in seven years you've done something nice for me, and it wasn't a joke. Uh, <laughs> uh, and that was I, that was actually one of the nicer ones that I've seen. Seriously, I I wanted to keep it, but. Uh, it, it really was a nicer one of those items. It's the, very nice, and the, I truly appreciate it. I will cherish yeah. that for many years. Uh, well, one comment. Hear that noise in the background? He's peeling a, an apple with it, like, right now. <laughs> uh, one comment is, I'm glad to see that you're still here since you are a past master. You know, normally, <laughs> once your year is over, you never see the past master again. So, uh, You know, I might miss a couple meetings this year. So hopefully, well, hopefully you'll be one that that hangs around after your year is done. Okay, uh, that is a real problem, I think, in Mason Airy. Um, <laughs> secondly, um, uh, B, um, damn it, they got it. Oh, you had, yeah. a, you had okay. a question. I showed up to over half the meetings last year. Okay, okay, I got you that real nice gift. You did. Uh, I tried to do everything I could. What the hell's a guy got to do to get Mason of the Year? The only reason I show up to Lodge is to get the Lodge Mason of the Year. Okay, Wait, so first of, of all, first of all, first of all, Mason of the Year three fourths of the time or what? No, you just have to be there more than. You got to do what? Be there more than. Uh, okay, so Mason of the Year uh, nipples. You have to be there more than nipples. I was there Wait, more than nipples. Seriously, though, why? 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 I'll have to ask. Mason, that's yeah, and that's that's B is Mason of the Year is not actually a thing, John. That's Tony is just making that up. <laughs> uh, it is my mother watch. Is it really? You have a Mason yes. of the Year. It is at our yes, lodge now too because uh, the new. Oh yeah, he's got point sheets. Yeah, but that's bullcrap because you, he's got a point sheet. You actually I, have to do something. You I feel like play. next year it's going to be him. He's going <laughs> to proclaim himself Mason of the Year in his last meeting. He's got a point hey, sheet? At least, yes. well, at least I know what those are for because when I first walked into Lodge on Saturday, I went back to the kitchen to, to peruse the receipts that everyone hangs up there for me and then I just leave them there because I'm terrible at my job. And I noticed on the counter back there, there's all these clipboards. What are all these clipboards? And I start looking at them, and there are these matrices that have like the names of like all the lodge officers and people that regularly attend. And then the columns are clean bathroom, clean kitchen, and there's like a place for the date and like an initial. And I'm like, are, are, are you kidding me right now? Are oh, these yeah, cleaning schedules? Okay, so this oh, like each officer. Have to take their turn cleaning out the crappers is essentially what it is. Well, so I thought that if I thought you want Mason of the Year on his hand, and then I figured out no, those are his like score sheets for points for his Mason of the Year thing. So is wow. this going to be like on the honor system? I mean, you could just go in there and, and say you did it because that's so this could, this could awarded Tony the Golden Bowl every freaking year. That's exactly what I was going to say. This could be the chili cook-off all over again. <laughs> Tony got 13,000 points. <laughs> Only 28 people showed up. Right. <laughs> I haven't seen him all year. So so here, here's the question, Harlan. I, like, I haven't seen these clipboards and these tasks. Uh, are any of them, like, 
bringing in new masons or things like that? And if so, is he awarding sunshades? <laughs> oh, like are, are we, are we going to have a circle and have a talk? We're going to have a top recruit, a, a top recruiter point system. You know, the... that would not surprise me. To be well, one, we'll ask that one, Josh. So question for, for those of us up in the frosted and frozen north. Do you guys have, like, up, up here we have what's called the Hiram Award, which is the highest honor any sitting master can give out. And ours isn't, like, Hiram Award of the Year. It's, it's a merit-based thing where if somebody's done enough where they think that they've earned it, like in my lodge, our Hiram is decided by a council of the past Hiram winners of who's worthy enough to get that Hiram. Oh, award. that's a good idea. Well, I mean, and it takes all the freaking like the master needs one more thing to worry about about oh, who should I give this to? Right. You know, I'm going to defer to all the guys that have won it because they know what it took to get it. They can give me three names or one name of who they think should get it, or in my. And I, this is so funny to say this now. My second year as master, <laughs> um, <laughs> there weren't any names given because there wasn't anybody that, frankly, had earned it. I I don't have it myself. I know I got a couple other guys in my lives that don't have it themselves. But do you guys have something like that where it's it's a not of the year or of the certain time frame? It's a huh. merit based. How much award are your that the master can give up? How much are your membership dues, and can I be a dual member? <laughs> uh, our membership dues, I think, just went up to one sixty. I think. Um, I'm not sure because I'm a life member. I don't pay dues anymore. Uh, never mind. It's it, it ain't worth all that to me. Okay. <laughs> On my twelfth year, Tony, I will point out that this is my third year of falling on the sword to become master. And I don't have one. I'm not a I'm not a higher award winner. It's starting to sound suspiciously like one of those Yorkite bodies. <laughs> hey, babe. Yep, yep. I set that one up. You got the so fuzzy hat and everything, and you don't. Have I can't defend one. that. I I really can't defend that. It, it sounds like a Yorkite body. It kind of does. Yeah. You sound a little bit bitter about that, John. Are you are you bitter that you're not a Hiram Award winner? No, no. I, I'm really, I'm I, honestly, I'm really not. It's you get a pin, you get, you may, they may have a dinner in your honor, um, but it's not that big of a deal to me. Well, to me, it's not. Um, and the other guys that have earned it have really earned it. I mean, like our lodge secretary, who's been secretary for as long as I can remember, who can turn water into wine. He's got one. A couple of our past masters have one. Um, and they all deserve it. Like our guy that was our trustee who mowed the lawn every year for like five years and worked on the electrical and all this and that. They got it. They deserve it. Have you ever had anybody get the Hiram Award and once they got the award, they just like quit, you know, because they got it? Or... I don't know if it's because they necessarily got the award, but we've, I mean, we've got guys that have Hirams that I haven't, seen in years or when we've had a couple of them we've got members of our lodge that i've never met you know and we've got 30 members in our lodge right now huh. total 36 oh, 30 30 active or 30 total no we've we're down to 36 members <laughs> period 
you might want to look at that dude structure a little bit. Right? That's the thing, is it? <laughs> we were having a discussion about that right before the show started, actually. Yeah, we were kind of talking a little bit about that and the fact that our, our dues have gone berserk. And But even when our when we first raised our dues, it was back in 2012, because it was right after I had joined, and they went from 70 to 112. And people were saying that it's going to cause a big problem, people are going to quit. Well, we lost one member, I think, because of the losing case. But because of the way we wrote it, it now, anytime Grand Lodge bumps up their their dues, which they once again did, ours automatically go up. So now ours, ours are all the way up to 160. Yeah, ours but again, I'm a life member. I don't have to pay dues anymore. Hmm. Okay. Who's who's doing the 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 messaging? I think that. Uh, oh, that's Nick. All right, yeah, Nick Nick in, in absentia. So I wanted to share with uh, share with you brothers. Oh, my stuff that I just knocked all over my laptop. I wanted to share with you brothers a story about the miracle of Hanukkah. <coughs> the miracle of Hanukkah. Is that my family survived Hanukkah? And now it's over. This year was the uh, festival of lights and also the week from hell. So I've talked on the show before about you know on the list of like Jewish holidays, Hanukkah's not it's not even on it because it's not even really a holiday. Not that important. It's a festival, but it's still one of my favorites. Not because it's around Christmas time or candles or any of that, but because of lockies, <coughs> donuts. That's why I get so excited. So last Tuesday night, first night of Hanukkah, I'm driving home from work. I could almost smell the lockies that my wife was making. And I fight all the traffic because, of course, that's the way it's going to go. And I get home, and I pull into my driveway. Get out of my car, kind of whistling <clears throat> some some nice tunes, and I notice two two ambulance buses and a paramedic car turning down my street. So I stop to rubberneck as you do in these sorts of situations because I live on a cul-de-sac. So like I'm gonna know wherever they're going. Well, they were going to my house, and so I walk in the door, and my wife's standing at the door holding my son, and I don't see my daughter. So then, like, you know, my heart sinks as, like, the paramedics are following me in the house. She pops around the corner and says, oh, hey, daddy. And then, like, uh, baby choked. I'm like, uh, oh, no. So I figure out what had happened uh, was my wife was on the phone with her mother. And then uh, says, oh, the boy's choking. Bye. And, and hangs up the phone. Of course, she never hears anything back from her. My wife, who's the pediatric nurse and is well-equipped to deal with these situations, uh, couldn't dislodge whatever he'd put in his mouth. So she called 911. Uh, thank God she did not wait on them because I didn't realize how long ago she had called and they'd been dispatched before I got home and they showed up. I'm not going to say how long on the air because it was long enough that if I got the exact figure wrong, it would be slander. And I get sued by like, a, like, wow. Let's just say that that the the boy would have been, you know, 
cool to the touch at that point. So, uh, but she did manage to get it out eventually, uh, thanks to, in no small part, to some hand-shaped bruises all up and down his backside. But uh, as I understand in the kid nurse world, that's what you do. You just keep beating them yeah. and beat them harder until they breathe. Yeah, as a, as a so, former EMT, it's a lot of back blows, and it, you feel bad because yeah. you're beating the hell out of the kid, but you're getting the yes. instruction out. So she got him breathing. So then uh, the, the paramedics come in. The lady doesn't even have a stethoscope. Like We offered to like let, let her borrow my wife's, which is interesting. Anyway, they, they see he's breathing, whatever, and then, you know, all's good. Uh, and then they get out the, the tablet to collect your insurance and billing information. And I'll just leave to your imagination how, how I would have responded to that. Um, so I assume the you did the same thing you did at the mechanic. Uh, I didn't ask for the service. I'm not paying it. Well, <laughs> you did ask for it, though. Um, so the, the whole thing with the, the EMS. But they provided no real services either. The whole thing with the EMS service is is complete misadministration from the top down. Uh, Tony's political rival back in 14 is responsible for all of that. But that's not the point of my story. So um, in the midst of all this chaos, my mother-in-law comes peeling into the driveway and runs into the house and like starts snatching up the kids and whatever. And like, oh, my God, I was so worried because remember, she was on the phone and her daughter hung up on her said her son was choking and then she couldn't get back in touch with her so she just sped over here i found out later that the reason that she was on the phone with my wife and not over here for her normal grandmotherly visits is because she had the plague the the stomach virus that destroys you um which which she then passed on to you i think if memory serves me right uh, my wife very crudely ran her out of here which Remember, I just walked in the door, so I have no idea what, what's really going on. Um, so everybody leaves, and I look over to the counter thinking, there are those lockies. She's got them all mixed up. The grease is in the pan. This night can still be saved. It's but it salvageable. Wasn't it wasn't to be because uh, she figured that the boy still had whatever it was caught in his throat somewhere. So she headed off to the emergency room. And I uh, left my daughter and I here, so I put together some dinner. I didn't want to make those lockies without my wife because it just seemed wrong. In hindsight, I absolutely should have. Um, so I, I get my daughter all all put together and bath and whatnot, and put her in bed. Go sit on the couch to to see, check my text messages. My wife's working on the boy. Uh, he had had whatever still caught in his throat uh, or in his esophagus and they were talking about scopes or whatever to get it out, push it down in his stomach, which they later did. So he's fine. He pooped it out uh, a few days later and we never did figure out what it was. It was like green and plasticky cardboard. No idea. Um, but my wife told me, Hey, can you be sure to sanitize everything? Because my mom has the plague. And I thought, oh, yeah, whatever. I'll get the Lysol, wipe down, whatever I could think of she touched. Um, and then later I get a message from her that says, too late. The boy's puking and I'm about to. And they're at the hospital. So I'm like, oh, man. So then I try to really sanitize everything. And then my daughter starts crying, who's in bed. So I go in her room, 
and then she's not feeling well. So at, at this point, I know I've been had. So you just resign to it. And I spent the rest of uh, last week. Um, I'll spare you the unpleasantries. It's a stomach virus. You know how this goes. Uh, so drug me out for a while. Is this going to be uh, like another poop story? You no. Have, have you got a whole poop yeah, well, story? Well, there, there, there's a lot of poop <laughs> stories. They're just implied. Um, all I can say is thank God for Finnegan and my comatose state that it put me in. Which is why we didn't record last week. Yes, that's why we didn't record last week. For those of you wondering, is because I was in a coma, sitting on the couch. Like I didn't even make it to bed or to lay down. I was just sitting on the couch when I woke up. We were all like, "Hey, Harlan, will you just start the show and then you can just go ahead and fall asleep on the show?" And he's like, "I can do that." And then we never heard anything. <laughs> and that because was... he fell asleep before he could do that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I woke up the next morning out with a hangover from hell. Uh, anyway. We went and uh, and did the installation, but of course my my family didn't make it. So, and I couldn't get Bruce to to put my jewel on and and give me a smooch. So uh, I had to have my mother do it. Um, and then that that actually went okay. That wasn't so bad. But then the kids were sick after that, and then um, had to take my daughter to the ear doctor and. Now they're going to put like tubes in her and uh, all the stuff that, that had to be caught up on from work. I will say on night number eight, I finally got some Lockies. And my wife put together a really nice dinner and I drank a bunch of wine and ate potato pancakes until I popped. And then we celebrated the miracle of Hanukkah that we survived because it was just one thing after another. It was... uh. It was almost like, like one of those Shakespeare comedies with like the prankster fairy, who was just like deciding to celebrate Hanukkah. Uh, so I took a lot of time off of, of work, which you know you don't normally do for that particular holiday, but uh, that's how it went. So there's my my miracle story: is we persevered and we're still alive, <laughs> um, and also why we didn't have a show. Really, nobody's got like jokes or anything. Uh, you know, there's there's too many to line up. It's kind of log jamming in my head. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, let's say your forebears, you know, survived with just a little bit of candlelight for a dozen days. You survived a case of the trots for just over a fortnight. I mean, you know, whatever. <laughs> hey, uh, what do you want for nothing? I, to be fair, I feel like we used up all of our good jokes, Will, while you were unconscious on the couch last week. Yeah, yeah, probably. I mean, that that would have been a good show. Like, you could have analyzed the drool hanging out of my lip and well, that would have been awesome. whatever. Yeah. I, I did make a crack about how it would have been just like any other show we did. Oh, yes. yes. Uh, ha, 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 ha. Ha, 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 ha. Sir, I am the After Lodge sensation. I do see that you put those words at the bottom of your picture. <laughs> That's right. I see Don't that. He is indeed the wing nut that holds the operation together. There is that. Uh, out of curiosity, Harlan, in uh, in the 185 five episodes we've done this, yes. uh, has anybody besides you ever called you that? Yes. Uh, okay. the task so moving has... on. 
I think really? there was like one episode where Jason's inter- doing the introductions and says it and then like immediately yes. realizes he said it and regrets it. I feel like he said it ha- mostly in jest, though. No, I think it was just because I had said it so many intros before that. and it just Kind of like when you got, got them to start calling it the Glenbeck whiteboard. Yes. Um, and the, the past grand has been came on the show and, uh, and, and, and said that as well. Um, and that, that's what made it official. It's kind of like when a, uh, like when a world superpower recognizes your new country, then that's how you know you're legitimately a country. That was also so, about the time of the accidental racist, if I remember right. Which, uh, that, no, that, that, that goes way back to like probably episode two or something that is a continuous thing yeah that's that's like that's not a one-time event that's not a show that's an an ongoing right that's just who i am (laughs) i appreciate that our our uh our quickly growing sister lodge relationship with a a nearby prince hall lodge i'm really appreciating that those guys uh find it amusing and not calls to like you know hurt me I so, feel like they don't know about your, your slips. Oh no. that, that we you, you've about never said Monkey Lodge around them, have you? That's exactly. Rob, Rob is well aware <laughs> of my my accidental racism. Um, so yeah, it's it's all good. You're just the happy go lucky lucky white bread that they just know and just kind of giggle at. Well, they're just I, I, I don't know. They 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 do giggle at me. So yeah, that's probably it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm the. Uh, I, the circus entertainment. I was trying to throw like monkey in there in a way that's not racist, but there's no way to do that. Mm, so. Yeah, you may want to leave that one alone for this one. <laughs> yeah, saying. Uh, well, yeah, no, those are. All right, we start a sub thread on all things Masonic, and the guys from Alabama might get all fired up again, and there we have problems. We're 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 growing pretty pretty tight with uh with those guys from that lodge. Mm-hmm. I mean they. It's yeah. There's like a sister lodge thing blooming slowly. I hate to say it, but it probably would have bloomed a little sooner if not for a specific dignitary a few months ago. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That that whole. Uh, but, uh, we'll tell that story one it day. It is yeah. what it is. We've beat that horse to death. No, it's not dead yet. I'd like to keep beating it, but not on the show. <laughs> I mean, maybe as a cautionary tale, otherwise... No, 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 not on the show. I mean, like, in real life. Ah. Every single person who visits our lodge, like, we tell that story to. Yes, it's important that people know that the the spiel they had to listen to in the uh, educational conference for the entire year was because of our little lodge. Ooh. Yeah, We're always stirring up trouble. Hey, John, have you been installed this year yet? Uh, that'll happen on the 11th of January. He's, on the he's 12th like of January. I get installed as high priest. He's going in for his seventh installation. It's like yeah. installations of Christmas. I wish you were a little closer, on... John. I wish we could make since a... it's after Christmas. Are you planning on wearing that jacket or? No, 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 no. And it's just during a state of communication, so it's basically we're gonna get installed, and I'm just totally like, gonna get some business done. Okay, because our master wore a jacket very similar to that. Oh, no, the the boy showed me the picture. He's seen the picture, yeah. We need to share this picture with the IRC. Okay. Uh, Are they, they, is anybody even watching on Uh, the IRC? Should we uh, maybe make sure there's nothing 
untenable in the picture. Well, I'm no, double just the people in the background. Then, then you should yeah, have, then you should bust out a screenshot of me, and then we can do compare and contrast and see who's got the right, better. Here we point. go. I am showing the picture. Hold on. First, I got to break the Google server. Everybody, look into the multiverse. <laughs> what just happened? Hold on. I gotta. Wow. I gotta present to. Yeah, buckle in. Harlan's messing with buttons. Yeah, everybody, keep keep going, and you'll see infinity. All right. Uh, so here is the picture for anybody on the IRC who's you know watching. That is our current master. Yes. That newly installed. Epic. He wore that to his installation during the process of his installation. Yep. Thing he voice, voice activated light up lights. Seriously? No. I, well, I wish they lit up. <laughs> that that been been awesome. Sadly, they did not. That would have been much cooler. That would have yeah. been awesome. Although I'm sure if he sold, I'm, I'm sure if they sold that jacket, he'd have had that on instead. I will say Bruce did a fantastic job last year's master. Um, everything, all the way up until the last meeting. And what he's going around. To... This oh, when, when when I said all the nice things about everybody, I know, right? About everybody, it's so very unlike like... me. I even <laughs> found like several nice things to say about nipples, and you didn't think that was possible. Well, hey, when he told me before the before the meeting, he's like, "You you're, you're not going to have anything nice to say about nipples." I've got like, all sorts of or, nice or Bob about nipples. Yeah, nipples. <laughs> Well, just thank God the Grand Landscaper wasn't there when you were talking about him. All right, at that John. Point. I I actually sent him a text when when I was sitting when I was sitting in the chair on the side. I said, "I'm really glad you're not here. If you had heard all the nice things I just said about you, it would have been it would have, it would have been really embarrassing." John, yeah. I, I know what you're thinking that there's got to be some story behind why we call a guy nipples, um, and and I'm sure that there is, but none of us remember it. We're all too drunk to remember it. We we know it happened at one of the fairs. He spray painted um, his nipples, and we know Pink. that we were all incredibly intoxicated. Ow. And you know that phase when you like finally roll into Waffle House at like five a.m. and like the drunk is like slowly wearing off. We were all calling him nipples and giggling about it, and it's just stuck ever since. But no one actually remembers why. And the the Facebook thing with the spray painted nipples. That happened like six months after we started calling him Nipples, which is what made it more funny. He put a post oh, on Facebook where he like spray painted his nipples. So it just solidified the nickname is what it did. Yes, yes. but no, it is stuck. Uh, which is interesting on family events or when we have the widows come to something and then we have to remember not to call them that, but we can't. <laughs> you always end up messing up at some point. <laughs> or when he walks in and you call him. What's really funny now is, is some of nipples. There's one of the widows that uh, that still calls him nipples. So, <laughs> uh, yes. And I kind of thought his his new nickname Romeo would have stuck after Tony's Halloween party last year, but it didn't stick. How can you overcome nipples with the nickname? That's just, that's not going to happen. No, no, it'll be there for life. And what oh, luck for him, he's like 25 or something, so he's he's got a long <laughs> sure life left to live of, of that nickname. Should it ever happen, by the time he makes it to the master's chair, he will be worshipping nipples. Yes. 
which sounds like a swear. <laughs> Worshipful nipples. Like when you stab your toe and you're trying to be really pious. <laughs> oh, oh worshipful nipples. <laughs> that's that's, like, that's like an anchor man cuss. That's what that is. That might even be the show title for this week. Worshipful nipples. <laughs> <sighs> I, I find it very apropos. I think you should do that. Yeah. Good luck finding music to match that. Oh, I I could think of a few. I'm already thinking of uh, something with Boy Blue, probably. Just got to think of the right thing. Yeah, we'll we'll make that happen. (laughs) Well, we we have a nice event coming up at our lodges this weekend. We do. We're going to have breakfast with Santa. That's oh, I imagine Santa's the jolly fat bastard right now. Yeah, he really gets excited about diddling everybody's wife on his lap. Good I was Lord, gonna, man. I was Damn, gonna bring, I was gonna bring up the fact that do you think that we should have like a, a release sign before everybody that comes up there and <laughs> Tony, I'm already well ahead of you, buddy. We we already did that. <laughs> if in any way you feel harassed, diddled, or, or fondled in any way, you have to tell me now and not wait 30 years. So I want to know about it now. They're going to wait until you're running for governor and then yeah. Uh, you're going to be our Roy Moore. Do you know how many guys right now are probably running around scared, crapless right now? I'm thinking, oh my God, is she going to say anything? Oh my God, is she going to say anything? Yes. What, what was it I've been asking essential? myself that question since yeah. middle school. <laughs> This is the one time I can say in my life that having absolutely no game is going to play out marvelously for me. I got fucking nothing to worry about. Nothing. There will be no one accusing me. Mr. No. Hesse, the only man in America not being accused of sexual harassment. What do you to say to our audience? Uh, and he'll just be like, I don't need, need, just look at the jacket. Look at the jacket. Hey, now you understand. Tells you everything you need to know. I feel like Uh, the jacket's harassment of some form. I just haven't figured out what yet. It's a microaggression. Microaggression. Ocular harassment. (laughs) Hey, I'm a millennial. I'll find some way to complain about it. Have there been any really... Damn kid. Has there been any really good-looking guys accused of harassment? It seems like it's always like the uh, Bill Clinton. You know. <laughs> Bill Clinton, good-looking. He was. Was he? Honey, is Bill well, Clinton good-looking? He's okay. He was in his heyday. At least to hear my wife talk about it, well, even now, kind of gets. Be fair, Tony. Him. That's coming from a lady who's married to you. Right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> her assessment hey, skills are. Yeah. Hey, in my day, her judgment is subpar. In my day, I was a stud muffin. I was. When was I your was, day, Tony? It lasted for about two hours back in June twelfth, nineteen sixty-four. Yeah. It was two hours. When he scored that three point. No, that never happened. No, that never happened. Uh. 
Tony met his wife, dated her, and proposed all in that two-hour span. <laughs> yes. Well, that's nothing. Nothing to be besmirching efficiency. I'll, I'll tip of the hat for that. <laughs> uh, well, I think we should all just own up to all of our indiscretions right off the bat. That way, it's all out there on the. I, all right. I, I, well, I've I've never molested anybody. I'll, let me go ahead oh. and get that out there. This one time at band camp. Okay. Nobody's laughing yet. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> well, first of all, was it a, that one out. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Harley, We're all waiting for the punchline, Harley. Was it a co-ed band camp or yes. not? <laughs> of course it was. You know where I went to high school, Tony? There were only like 30 people in the band. Right. You can't like, you can't segregate that. Uh, and just as a, a, a full disclaimer, I, I was only in was only in the band for like a couple of years of high school. Then I uh, then Twitter. I met my I met my current wife after I had cut ties with all things band related. <laughs> you quitter football and band. That's where it was at in high school. Well, it wasn't that. It was uh. So I was still competing to to get into West Point and. Uh, I was advised by our army instructor that I had to cut out everything in my life that wasn't related to that, uh, which included, you know, dating and band and well, said, but, uh, everything. But I want to keep playing the flute. Yes, I did enjoy my piccolo. <laughs> he was like, all right, you can do it as a hobby. <laughs> no. no. He basically just said stop. Just stop. I would have thought that Extracurricular things would help you get into West Point. They do. Everybody, no. Everybody's that rah rah guy. You know. I did a lot of extracurricular things. They were all sports and ROTC related. They have to be the right ones, Tony. Yes. See, there's, think... no, there's no place band, for band is not a manly thing. Well, no, it is, but there's no place for a commissioned officer, which is what you go to West Point to become. In to a be band. a piccolo player. Like yeah. in the military, all of the band people are warrant officers. They're not. You, They're you don't have... Gotcha. Well, they're enlisted, or, or like I guess the the commander of the band's a warrant officer. Yeah, the 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 conductor's usually a warrant, um, but most yeah. everybody's enlisted. So it wasn't going to help you. Whereas you know, like competitive sports, for some reason kind, help you. But I don't what, know why that is either. What kind of sports did Manliness? you play in high school? Because I didn't think your people were really known for. Sports. I didn't say I wasn't good at them. I said I played them. <laughs> I wasn't on the football team, if that's what you're asking. Okay. Tony does have support because Lewis Black would definitely uh, support his assertion. And, uh, well. is not a sport. What? Yeah. I'll tell you what is, though. Badminton. <laughs> I'm so glad you didn't say tennis. Thank you for that. Full contact competitive badminton. <laughs> yeah. Who was I listening so, to on the radio that made some crack about badminton being like a no injury sport, and then somebody inundated him with like videos of professional badminton players? That's Did a thing. Look that up, and like that, that that stuff's intense. No, seriously, professional badminton is a thing. Yeah, apparently. Where? I yeah, have but no idea. probably probably fucking England. But but it's not te televised or on the radio because. Think about the terms that are used in badminton and how that would play on TV. 
Oh my god, Buck, look at him slam that shovelcock right down to the ground. <laughs> he really stuffed that one. Yeah. Uh, uh, ESPN 8, the Ocho. Yeah, right? So. <laughs> I would I would watch the hell out of some professional dodgeball though. Oh yes. Yeah. No, I don't want professional dodgeball. I want like the true amateur dodgeball with like the really Oh that's that would be the best dodgeball oh, yeah. the amateur guys just completely cluster fucking their way across. If you could dodge a rich you could dodge a rich, you could dodge a dodge ball. ball. Exactly. That's what we need to do. Tony, we need to have a Lodge Dodgeball tournament. Oh my god, that would be oh, awesome. Geez. There would be so down to then. thirty there would be down to thirty wow. members. Poor Mike. <laughs> Poor Mike. Let me think it'd be in my dodge- neck of the weeds, the Lodge Dodgeball tournament would end up with a lot of broken hips and cardiac arrest. Yeah. I feel like we have enough young guys we can make it happen. Harlan? Can we no, can we do this? You please? have you have to think of the mentality of most of our guys, okay? Mike would not play because he would be too busy arguing over what the rules are going to be. No, well, Harlan yeah. would not play. He's going to be too busy getting all the papers and the releases. Are you kidding side. me? Uh, <laughs> I'm the dodgeball champion of like this part of Pennsylvania. Oh, oh shit. There we go. It's on now. All right. Okay. You know what? The next lodge I'm bringing a bunch of paper ones. <laughs> and this is, this is going to happen now. You know, our lodge lives. room is about the perfect size and shape yeah. for Tony, a game of dodgeball. Tony, I want you to Just think about saying. this. So think of who I am and think of how I've spent my life having, having to dodge objects being thrown at me. I've gotten pretty good over the years. Yeah, most good. of those objects are metaphorical. No, no they're quite solid. Okay, okay back on the masonry. Um, you're not, you know, the territory that you're not allowed to cross during open lodge. Uh-huh. The secretary's desk, because nobody seems to mind that. <laughs> <laughs> what about an object crossing across there? Are you allowed to throw objects back and forth across there? Would that also not be breaking the Tony? I, I, I'm gonna say that's not okay. You would have you're to fight north south, boomerang. So that no, you hold on, hold on, whoa, 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 Tony, have you or have you not thrown a uh, laughing monkey toy across that space before? During no, open no, lodge, no, that, that, was, that 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 monkey was thrown north south. No, I'm sorry. Uh, no, it was it. thrown north it was, to south. No, no, it was thrown east. It was thrown from the east toward the west. Because that's sitting up in the front corner, and I threw it toward the back of the room. The more important question, Tony, is why are you throwing a laughing monkey around well, the yeah, lodge no, during an I mean, meeting? also that. Yes, very much that. <laughs> why wouldn't? Yeah. Yeah, why wouldn't you throw? Johnson. <laughs> hey, I got a laughing job. monkey. I'm the lodge. Why'd this fucker go? <laughs> <laughs> I'd bring a bag of them suckers to the lodge. That'd be great. In fact, I think that's what I'm going to do my first, first meeting as master. Yeah. Start right, throwing around laughing people up, You just chuck a monkey at him. <laughs> John, you don't even know the half of it. He brought it in during while we were recording a show and started throwing it around. So we're sitting there trying to record an episode of this podcast, and there's like this laughing monkey that keeps going off. So kind of like now. What? Yeah. He's he's not flying, though. So you're going to bring it to the lodge and not throw it? 
you're just gonna hold up. I, I like it. I think I think rather than gaveling up the JD, you just do a quick split finger fastball with a giggling Simeon and smoke him right in the head, and he'll get the idea <laughs> to keep the dial alive. I don't know. Oh, John has a really good point, actually. <laughs> I'm kind of starting to come around here. Can we just change it to like Three a to six max? Oh, no, no, no. One giggling monkey. Yep, yep. Welcome to Kappa Sigma Lodge, number... <laughs> Whatever happened to the monkey? Uh, I'm pretty what sure that do? Bruce... The same thing that happened with all the other toys you brought into Lodge. What happened Bruce to the monkey? Bruce and threw it away. It's better than the preparation Unmarked grave uh, on our property. Is this shark? Whatever. There was a shark that kept floating back there in the preparation room. Uh-huh. Uh huh. He ain't floating anymore. <laughs> huh. oh, the monkey ain't God. laughing. The shark ain't floating. The drone ain't flying. What else no. you got? We're gonna miss oh, I, your, your mastership, Bruce. You took care all of I can, All I can picture is during <laughs> is during the sublime degree, things start getting uncovered during the second half and. You know, things get awkward, and then all of a sudden we discover somebody, and then what in the hell is all this stuff in here with them? We were looking for the Grand Masters, and we found a, a laughing monkey. Hey, I, I, got one, I got one of those Star Wars, uh, what do they call it, BB drones, the little round thing that goes? BB-8. Yes, that was on the show one time. Yeah, I got we a BB-8. What would be, I should have tried this last year with Bruce. What would, how cool would that be to have that be one of the guides? As you're going Not. around, Not. and somebody have the little BB, have the remote, and have the BB drone going around. That would be awesome. Tony, I feel like Hearing you have the too much discretionary yeah. income to be buying something like that and not actually enough of a fan to know its name. I don't, know, I don't even know what Star Wars were up to. How many, how many drones do you own, Tony? Count the cheap ones, too. How many what do you think you own? don't own any? I know of at least three. I don't Would you know, give them away? Well, one yeah, of them I, got confiscated by the local police. Well, I, I should get it back. That's because he was mm -hmm. flying it over a school taking pictures of children. Oh, dude. Dude, have y'all heard? Okay, never mind. This is, this is local stuff. Have y'all heard? The... <laughs> <laughs> okay. Go ahead, Tony. You can't make this crap up. Okay, we have a sheriff that's under indictment. Okay, so don't Google this, nobody. Um, uh, uh, Google sheriff under really? indictment. There's going to be <laughs> a thousand okay. of them. Okay, here comes the edits, Harlan. Um, we have a sheriff that's under indictment that resigns his position because he's under indictment, and now he's just now announced that he's going to run, and he's still under indictment, and he'll probably win. So we'll be the only place. If you want to find out where we actually broadcast from, Find out which sheriff that's under indictment won his election. <laughs> so, wait, look, for clarification, the guy is in so office. In the last two minutes, the show just got edited out. <laughs> <laughs> the guy's in office, gets indicted, gets, leaves office, runs for office, and is going to get reelected to that office that he left for being indicted. Yes. Well, he didn't leave because of the indictment. He just left. He left because if you get indicted and you get found guilty, he had a chance of losing his retirement. But if he starts drawing his retirement, then it's locked in. You don't have to worry about it, even if he gets found guilty. So he, he retired. He's still Crappy. elected. It's, his term is still going on, but he's no longer in that office. 
he got his he grabbed his retirement and now he's already announced that he's gonna run again. So so they can't take his retirement away. Yeah, along so. with like everyone else in this county, I'm thinking about running for sheriff. So Yeah. We've got thirteen of them right now, I think. Yeah. Dare I ask what the qualifications are in your neck of the weeds to be sheriff? Pulse and yep. Caucasian. Um, the, the actual the recovering law enforcement officer speaking. The actual requirement is you have to live in the county and I think be a certain age, like 25. Those so, are the requirements. In our county, it's Pulse and Caucasian. In our state, you can't vote if you have a felony, but you can run for office. <laughs> so you can run for office and it would suck if you lose by one vote because everybody's going to know you couldn't have voted for yourself so you you can be a felon who can't vote but you can run for sheriff and essentially possibly get elected to be sheriff yes. hey you can be you can be president of the united states and be a felon can you yeah that's, that's yes. you could be in prison and be present. That is what we've seen before, during, and after. <laughs> Can't work for the post office, though. Nope. Right? Oh, dude! Dude, the post office just got slammed. What? What does that even mean, Tony? This is the this is the middle of our busiest no. season. No. You can, okay, you know about this. I guarantee you, you know about like this. Like every mailman I know You're, is working twelve-hour days, six days can, a week. What are your you about vice, to say? You're vice president of communications. What? That's I don't even know what that is. What does that mean? Well, y'all have a vice president, or the postal service has a vice president of communications. That, that's that kind they, of ironic, actually. They paid him like fifty thousand dollars sign-on bonus, and they were paying him a quarter of a million a year, and all this. And he only lasted about three months because they found out he lied on his resume and all the stuff he said he did, he didn't do. That, that that he doesn't really have the degree. He really didn't have all this, all these um, things. And he would have gotten fired quicker, but the post office mailed letters to his former, for, I guess, background checks. I guess that's how long it took for the mail to come through. If he had just emailed, they'd been fine. You know what's funny? <laughs> I know of more than one occasion where somebody's gotten hired uh, who lied on their... Uh, on their you know, initial investigation or whatever, and then got found out like five, six months down the road. Uh, and then they got fired or whatever. So I guess that extends to all. Yeah, so so the, guy, the guy called in and applied for the job, and they said, yeah, yeah, why don't you give us your uh, resume and some uh, background <laughs> contacts? Yeah, sure, I'll mail them India. And they're probably sitting underneath a desk in fucking Foxitani right now and yeah. couldn't figure out what the hell went wrong. They're well, underneath. We, had a, uh, we had a guy who uh, got his 50-year member pin, and then we discovered he had lied on his petition, so we had to expel him. What? Are you, really? No, but oh. that could happen. It <laughs> could happen, I guess. That's true. I, you know that? found out he had only well, been in 49 years. No, we his his petition said that uh, you know he was he was unmarried, but uh, we found out he was clearly married at the time. So, huh. I don't know. There's got to be some kind of crackpot story in our Grand Lodge archive somewhere about that. I found a story like that somewhere. That's bizarre. I feel sorry for all you young folks now because see, I grew up before the digital age. Who's young? So. Here? 
It, well, all you guys are young. All you guys are digital babies. I ain't as young as that. <laughs> well, let's not get too AC there, no. brother. Yeah. But no, we're all analog babies, buddy. Well, you've all had y'all had social media in the internet forever. When I grew up, if I got in trouble, you just got in trouble. And Tony, the just, term I'm, social media was coined when I was about to graduate college. Also, How we didn't have the internet are? in my house. Is that term that young? 13 or 14? Yeah, I was going to say, I, I first accessed the internet. Years old, I got out of my wild stage. To this day, I still pray that they don't digitize the records from when I was 18, 19, 20 years old. If they well, ever that was that, that good two hours you had that we were talking yeah, that was, about. <laughs> <laughs> wooed her. It's had, it, had, had the internet existed, that might not have happened, Tony. Yep. yep. So, Tony, I would point out that Technically, when I was born, technically, Ford was still president. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, I don't have that. Not everybody's young. I'm a, I'm a Reagan yeah. baby, so yeah. Technically. <laughs> I mean, granted, he was president for all of like 19 days, and then it switched over to Carter, oh. but still. Right now, everybody's trying to do the math. Let's see, when was Ford president? He was that two-year guy, right? Right after... 82. It was an, no Reagan was president in eighty. Yeah, was it eighty? No, oh, yeah, you're yeah. yeah. So he'd have to be so, seventy-eight to eighty, right? No, no, kind of fun. Carter, you were born in nineteen eighty. No, no, Carter was seventy-six to eighty. So you were born in either seventy-five or seventy-four or seventy-five. Oh yeah, four kid, four kid. January right. seventy-six. Carter, seventy-six. Hey, okay. Did you guys okay, know so, uh -huh. Don't that say Gerald it. Ford was a Mason? <laughs> See, here's here's the biggest problem I have with that tie, Harlan. Is I was never planning on wearing a tie to lodge ever again. Tony had forgotten about the tie until right now. Tony, we, now we, we talked about the tie earlier. Now, like, what what am I just like? I'm going to show up in a sweater, but I'm going to wear the tie. Yes. I, I was not planning on wearing a tie ever again to lodge ever. You're obligated <laughs> now. You could go out for a jog and like use it as a headband. <laughs> no, I'm not gonna mistreat it. That's but the point of the tie oh, was to mistreat white. you. Yeah, well, I, I I appreciate mistreatment when it's done in such fantastic form. Uh, <clears throat> can I say? I say we need to have it framed and hung up next to um, Arlen's uh, DDGM apron. Oh, so shoved behind the file cabinet for about six years. Got it. I'm a little bitter, John. I, I We have a uh, wall out in the Tyler's room where we hang up our, our past district deputies and Grand Lodge aprons from our members. But mine's not hanging there. Mine is uh, shoved behind a file cabinet back in the lodge hall. Your problem, though, right, is that... Yeah. Yeah, it a hurts. Prophet, it hurts right here. A prophet is well, never recognized in his own country. And so, Harlan, uh, it's so anywhere, anywhere. I'm sorry, go Tony. Ahead. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. Oh, wait a minute. I was going to say that. I'll keep going. Um, <laughs> the, a prophet, You're such an asshole. <clears throat> Harlan's apron is closer to where it's supposed to be than my little uh, plaque is that, that has my name and uh, ear on it. For uh, for being awesome. No, that's hanging up. The uh, the one from Grand Lodge, or the one that I was supposed to get at Grand Lodge. 
Oh, that one. Yeah, we don't know where that is. I got a uh, I got a little Ziploc bag with like the two hooks that the plaque goes on. Yeah. The plaque was supposed to be in the bag. No so plaque. We have our uh, we have our, our district meeting attendance awards that are on like this chain. Like there's a plaque and then the little bang like one okay. below the other. And it, it kind of looks silly now because it's like slowly reaching toward the floor. Um, but Bruce went to Grand Lodge this year, and I noticed his wasn't hanging up out there uh, Saturday. So I asked him, like, does he have it laying around somewhere? And then he sends me a picture of this empty little plaque-sized <laughs> bag with like two little brass rings in it that you would use to hang it from the plate above it. Oh, the eyelid. Like, oh, is that what was supposed to go in here? And so, so like, fellas, let me let, let me take you back a couple months. Like, I'm I'm a master, never been a master before, and I go to Grand Lodge. And I have a packet of like all the stuff that a master's supposed to have, and inside this packet is a Ziploc bag that is completely empty except for two tiny brass rings. I have no idea what that's for. I don't want to ask anybody. So I'm just like, okay. This is the stupidest symbolic Maybe I'll know what this is for later. You had one job, Bruce. One job. <sighs> I don't know. I don't even know how to go about getting that fixed. So um, I would say call the sec grand secretary. He could probably fix that real easy. You know, back when I was master, I oh, got shit. that black, and it's hanging on the wall. Oh, thanks for that. Just have them print it with next year's. I guess I don't know. I don't. I don't know what we do. Well, that's assuming that we would get it next year. My brother has yet to, uh, yet to really begin. Your brother has clipboards with everybody's names and lists of tasks they can do to earn bonus Masonic points. I'm pretty sure he's gonna get that next year. <laughs> oh God, it's gonna be a long year, y'all. Oh my God, <laughs> Tony, if I don't show up this year, you know what? Never mind. <laughs> It's going to be a long year. <laughs> you said that like last year. You Next year is going to be a long year. And look how short it was. And see, you were worried about people not looking forward to the Grand Censor. Uh, yeah. hey, it will be readily grand, received. The Grand Censor will be the master of the following year. So. Yes, he's going to be well received. Yeah. Everybody's just going to be so happy. The board's gone. Uh, Grand Sister Bob is our current senior. Person. All right, for those of us that are in a different jurisdiction, what the hell is a Grand Sensor? Oh, it's. Uh, uh, so, uh, do you even have to lodge, bro? Uh, originally, his title came about. Uh, well, I, I, Harlan, why don't you just explain? So, I'm I'm also asking for the audience that may be new. Uh, Grand Sensor um, is yes, thank you is a special Grand Lodge office that was created. Uh, Back in episode 35 era, uh, when we got in a little bit of trouble with the Grand Lodge. Um, so it was the guy that was sitting in the background listening to us record. And nobody really knew if he was there or not, except sometimes he'd say something. So, uh, yeah, the Grand Censor is... So the title's kind of a joke. That job doesn't actually exist, um, but that's what we call it. The Hall Monitor. Very fitting. Yeah. 
actually, Grand Hall Monitor probably would have had a better ring, but Grand Sensor stuck. So definitely got its point across. Although after we started making that joke on the show uh, over the course of the next year, one of the proposed items for uh, for adoption at the following Grand Lodge was the literal creation of an office of Grand Sensor. Uh, who like there was one for each area who was responsible for policing social media. Seriously? Yeah. Thank God that went over like a lead balloon. I think it got like two delegates to vote in favor for it, and everybody else said no. But we we talked wow. on the show like guys, y'all know that was a joke. It's it wasn't a suggestion. Uh, but apparently, wow. some lodge felt that it was important that we have uh, Grand Lodge Oompas to police all of the social media stuff everywhere. New. Um, I feel like some jurisdictions probably already have that, <clears throat> Massachusetts. So uh, we talked to Jorge about that, but he won't confirm or deny the existence of the Masonic secret police. There's a reason his first episode was like two weeks oh, delayed. Yeah, well, his... I mean, Nick totally could have helped us out with that. And an hour ago, he was all like, I've almost got my computer back together. And then he just never showed Oh, up. was he the one with the heat sink issue? No, that was... That was no, cool. no, no, no. That was me, and that was a while ago. Okay. Then it's been fixed. You got money for a heat sink, but you ain't got money for a camera. <laughs> uh, yes. Priority. Gonna go with yes. Uh, hell yeah, this thing's a cooler master. This is a hell of a nice heatsink. Nicest one I've you, ever owned. You can run a heatsink without a camera. You can't necessarily run a camera without a heatsink after a while. Damn okay. right. Thank you, John. Just awesome. bad. You're still doing it. Bruce would have had a camera because he was going to buy one with his bonus from the Postal Service, but they mailed it to him. <laughs> <laughs> And if they had just emailed it. Thanks, <laughs> Tony. wasn't here for our stopemail.org episode. Yes, that's right. I forgot about that. That's Stop email. Thing. I will point out my half his sister is a uh, retired postmaster general of Albuquerque, and she definitely appreciated that. So I just wanted no to kidding. let you know that. That's yep. awesome. She, yeah. too, is crazy. Well, that's that's a thing. That's where we hide all the aliens. They work at the post office. Kind of a requirement to work there. Really? Good thing and a bad thing. It's, it's a men in black joke, fellas. Okay. Well, I mean, as somebody who's worked in the government and still does, I no, you're you're absolutely right. I mean, because if they don't get out of the post office, they come over to the VA. Yeah. Or uh, anywhere. The FBI thing. Those There's guys. a line, Harlan, from that same scene in Men in Black 2 where Tommy Lee Jones is working at the post office where a <laughs> woman comes up to him and he's at the counter and she says something like, oh, so you think that's funny? And he says, no, ma'am, we here at the Postal Service do not have a sense of humor. I say that line all the time. <laughs> that is one of my favorite lines from that movie. I love it. Yes. Now I feel like I need to go watch the movie. Especially since uh, there's no more Mr. Robot tonight. So, mm, sorry, the finale was lost. last week, and I was grossly disappointed. You got you got to watch Men in Black too because it's just worth watching Bismarcky beat boxing with Will Smith. <laughs> yes, I've seen I've seen all of the Men in Black. 
I'm waiting for somebody else to oh, feel the so joke. Bad. That's so bad. Uh, you know, starting with two, it was like a woman, right? Rosario Dawson, she was the yes. woman. Yes, okay. I, I, okay, yes. Now you're accidentally sexist yes, as well. She wasn't an no. official no, 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 man no. in black. No. Let's get that, let's, let's, let's try this. I'm accidentally racist. I'm sexist on purpose. <laughs> well, at least you got a conviction. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> let's not, uh, I can't let's not my, my wife listens to the show. I can't be spinning the record that far. Wait, does she really? Yeah. Hmm. Why do you think I say so many mean things about her? I don't really feel that way. I just figured you do that like 24-7. No, I just do it because I know she's listening. It's your very passive-aggressive way of... Oh, okay. By the way, wife, it's, uh, it's getting late and I still don't have that sandwich. If you could go ahead and cook up some lock keys as well. We'd yeah, she might she must actually not be listening right now. Oh, well, I have to make my own sandwich. That's how that actually goes in my home. All that stuff I say at Lodge is it's just an act. Trust me, we know. <laughs> eh, most of it is, anyway. The stuff about me being a victim of domestic violence is really just a cry for help that all of you laugh at instead of answering. Well, I mean, EMS now has a record of the... Uh, 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 I can't say your name of the human sized uh, bruises on the back of your child's back. So uh, they do, but they, they don't have any pictures of the bruises on, on me. So hmm. plus I have to tell people that I got them falling down the stairs or on the playground or I'll get in more trouble. So hey, bud, come here. Yeah. What is this? Daddy? Speaking of little things that need to be beaten. Talking to uh, Oh no, that's a person. Little John. It's my mini me. Uh, Hello, little John. What's his name? His name is Jack. Jack. Uh, Jack. And you're on commercials. <laughs> you are now world famous. Yes. Also, I love your flannel pajamas. You're set for life, kid. I, I think those were. 20 years from yeah. now, there's going to be like two people who remember seeing you on After Lodge. I'm going to be one of them. My last name is Hessel. Hessel. See you, bud. What? What? Awesome. Do you know your social security number? <laughs> <laughs> no. Daddy keeps that locked up in the face. <laughs> Tony, why are you... That? Yeah, that's Tony. Yes, that is not Santa Claus, even though... Do not be fooled, for the love of God. Like all of the children in our town. And I can't save them all. Alright. Being a master of a lodge for those who haven't done it, have a toddler. Very much the same way. Well, it's kind of like having a bunch of toddlers, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, they, they bicker and fight over silly things like toddlers. And then they get more upset when you tell them that they're being silly. Very true. 
Unless you're Bruce, then you can just tell them they're complete dumbasses and they'll laugh about it because that's, I would they'll not know use how that kind of that. language with children. Sir, I develop a rapport with someone before I insult them. <laughs> it's a two-step process. It's very you put simple. In that much work? Not easy, really? But it's simple. Step one. Yeah. Hi, my name is Bruce. Step two. I've, you I've, suck. I, yes, actually. Well, no, 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 no. In step one, I learn who they are as well. You've got to find the weak point. So you can then exploit them. Eh, exploit's a strong word. See, I think this is this is why Tony gets under your skin so much. Because he tries to use your shtick on you. And you don't like it. No, honestly, I, like, Tony works because, like, he... Even he doesn't know when he's lying. Yes. Was it like your uh, first night in Lodge when he... When he told me I couldn't have uh, drinks in drink? the Lodge room as he was tanking, taking a drink of his coffee? Yeah. No, no. You are, it was very you are, near. You are incorrect there, sir. Hmm. I said, I looked over at you. You were, you were actually sitting in a certain chair right across from me. Yeah, and you can say it. I was junior deacon. You were chaplain. I was chaplain. You were junior deacon. I looked at you and I went, I shook my head and said, you know, you're not allowed to have anything to drink in here. And you went, oh, oh. And so you picked up your drink. You took it back out to the dining room. You left it. You came back in. You sat down. At which point I reached down, grabbed my cup of coffee and just looked at you as I was drinking my coffee. Mm. <laughs> that, <laughs> and you just looked at me with this look on your face. That began your distrust. Oh, trust me. me. I learned everything I needed to know about you that night. And, and, and everything that since on, then is irrelevant. Yeah, from that point on, I've tried to be nice. I've tried to do everything no, I can. No, it, it doesn't matter. That one moment. And, I knew yeah. that th this man cannot be trusted. It, it was a Ever. harmless joke. It was... I taught you to respect your elders. That, like that, was, that, that was the life lesson in there. We take no, good men and make them feel, better. I feel like that's the opposite of, of what you teach us. Uh, I hate the fact that I'm an elder now. Everybody in the lodge is so daggone young. I'm, I'm like the freaking... It used to be a joke that I was the old guy. Now I truly up, am. Man. <laughs> what? What'd you say? What? I said thank you for coming on the show tonight, Tony. We're going to go ahead and uh, start <laughs> wrapping up here. <laughs> yes. Speak a little louder there. I can't hear you. Yes, we are. Does anybody have any parting words of wisdom? Uh, No. No. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, How about yeah. just parting words? <laughs> Bye! <Okay. laughs> Alright, we're done with episode 185 <laughs> of the After Lodge podcast. Brought to you from the International Brotherhood of Pancakes, where you can come have pancakes with Santa in a little less than... What are we at now? 36 hours? I think we can advertise yeah. that on here, Harlan. Oh, I have orders from the master that it is to be advertised in all forums. So okay, well, first of all, this is even though be like this won't get broadcast another month and a half. Hey, right. details, details. I'm just following orders. Hey, the, we're we're on such a long delay. Nobody will be able to determine which weekend it was. So that's kind of the. Don't point. think it's for the next year. You know what, you guys. <laughs> All right, you can find the show notes for this previously published episode at www.afterlodge.com. You can find us on Facebook uh, at After Lodge. Shoot us an email at afterlodge@gmail.com. Hang out with us on, on IRC at irc.snoonet.org. Pound sign Freemasonry. 
where you can find the link to the live stream and uh, take part in these and other fun. These are fun conversations. And of course, the best place to find us, as always, is on the Freemasonry and After Lodge subreddits. So hop on Reddit, and we'll see you next week, brothers. Merry Christmas. Baby, be the class clown. I'll be the beauty queen in tears. It's a new iPhone showing people how new we care. We're so happy. Even when we're smiling out of fear. Let's go down to the tennis court and talk it up like, yeah. Pretty soon I'll be getting on my first plane. I'll see the veins of my city like they do in space But my head's filling up fast with the wicked games up in flames How can I fuck with the fun again when I'm known? And my boys trip me up with their heads again Loving them, everything's cool when we're all in line for the throne forever baby be the class clown i'll be the beauty queen in tears it's a new art form showing people how little we care we're so happy even when we're smiling out of fear let's go down to the tennis court and talk it up like yeah